welcome back to Working Well. As always, I'm Declan. I'm Josh. And I don't think we did that last episode, but that's okay. (laughs) By this point, uh, I hope you guys are familiar with us. Now, normally I'd say this show is not one that you necessarily have to listen to in order, but I would say that the previous three episodes, including this one, so we look at the last two that are already out and then today's one, uh, I would say a part of a bit of a series together. really around social impact, around giving back, around using business as a vehicle for positive change. Um, So it may be worth, if you haven't listened to episode nine and 10 yet, go check them out and then come back to this episode. Yeah, we've kind of touched on should businesses give back um, and then we touched on how How? businesses can give back. And what are we going to talk about today? I'd say this one's when. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So That's what I was feeling This as well. is kind of the theme. It's like, A, should we? B, how do we? And then this is, okay, we've decided that we want to and we've decided that we know how to do it. Well, when is the best time? Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're going to be diving into today is really flipping the traditional approach to philanthropy on its head mm. uh, and flipping the way businesses approach giving back. Okay. That's open straight away with that question. I'm going to throw it to you first. Uh-huh. When should businesses <laughs> begin giving back? Um, I'm just going to sit with it for a second and I, I'd, I'd invite the listeners to answer this question as well um, before I do. But um, I can almost tap into the old Josh um, and before I joined BU and before I started doing a lot of work on myself and um, stepping more into this space, I was that grind entrepreneur and the answer that comes up for that person is when I've made it. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm there, wherever that wherever that place is. And if I'm to ask the question to myself now, the answer is right now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I'm curious if that's similar for you. Mm. Yeah, I can relate to I I definitely went through the whole we'll give back and make a difference when we're a million dollar company. Yeah. Um when I can make a big change. Exactly. Then we'll start doing this big philanthropy. And I think traditionally this is what philanthropies looked like. Yes. So you think of philanthropy, you think of Richard Branson, you think of, you know, these big icons that give back so much money um, to causes. That's like, well, how do we even mm. get close to that? Um, and so we start to have this approach of, well, I need to build myself up to be able to give back large chunks. Yeah. We've obviously spoken in this series that we're doing in these three episodes about one raindrop raises the ocean and kind of coming back to small steps and small actions adding up and mattering. I think the world doesn't need 300 massive businesses giving back a lot of money right now. (laughs) It needs 300,000 small businesses doing little bits. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Um, Just thinking into that, just from my gut, like it feels like that would have such a larger impact. Yeah. And I feel like um, there's a trend happening where – I know you touched on it. Millennials are um, much more concerned with the um, the social impact of the organisations they work with. But um, in my experience, I'm finding a lot more up and coming businesses, new age startups. They're they're taking on social impact a lot earlier. Yes. Yeah. And using it almost yeah as part of their like core structure and core core service offerings. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is nice to see this. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I think you know, there's this big approach now for businesses and workplaces having it as part of their core approach. If that's not the case for yours, if you're listening and you're like, "Hey, 
my workplace sells staples, right? <laughs> it's like, it's not the core purpose of it to do a social impact. That doesn't mean you can't make it part of it. Nah. We've always spoken in last week's episode about how to do that. Yeah. I will put some caveats on because I was the same. I thought philanthropy was when I'm successful, then I'll give back. Yeah. And then the flipping of that was by giving back, I'm more likely to be successful. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some challenges I have to that. Interesting. I've, I've definitely heard this as well, the whole karmic thing of um, a lot of the books I've read actually even touched on this. It's like giving back will like basically grow the company almost yes. like yeah, indirectly. It's just this um, karmic return of in terms of just business strategy, how you want to be a million-dollar company, part of it is giving back. But that's really all it said. It just said just do it. Yes. And didn't go deep into the whys and even the hows. Yeah, and so some of the challenges I have around like the whens of it, mm. I would say if you don't know your profit margin on your products and services, it may not be the smartest move to dive straight into something like B1G1, which we spoke about last episode, or to dive straight into giving back. Because what can happen there, again, this is almost that we fill our own cup so we can pour back to others. The old approach to flamethrower is I'll wait till I have a full cup and then I'll pour full cups to others. I think now it's as I fill my cup, I'll pour back little drops and do that consistently and that's sustainable. But if you don't even know how to fill your damn cup, Right, like we're going to run the risk of our business closing down. Yeah, that is a great point. And I know I went to the like almost dual extreme of saying right now, but I think um, what you just said there is yeah extremely important. So if you do have an early stage startup and like you don't even have basic metrics in place and there's a lot of uncertainty in your business structure still and you know what I mean? It might take some time for you to have a reliable, even drip in your cup. But even then, you might not be able to see your cup clearly. Like, yeah. I mean, if we're going to explore the metaphor fully, <clears throat> yeah. then how can you possibly pour? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that's one caveat I have on it. I think the other caveat as well is I also wouldn't recommend focusing on external impact if you're not already doing something with your internal impact. Oh, this is great. So if you're not already giving back to your staff in some way, if you're not Mm. already looking after them, if you're not already creating a great internal culture, it can come across a little bit as a slight of, hey, we're now going to focus all this impact on giving back externally and making this social impact out there in the world, but internally your culture is still shot. Yeah, the employees... Again, if I could just speak from my own experience, if I was in that situation, I'd immediately feel like this is all fake. Yes. Yes. Right? Because if you don't care about me, you don't really care about the rest of the world. Exactly. We're just doing this. And I think that's the other thing is like when do we do it? I think when you genuinely believe in it as well. Mm. Um, Again, we spoke about before a lot of companies do the tick box of we're doing our corporate social responsibility. I don't think that's what the world needs. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it makes a huge difference. Mm. Right? So I think there's sort of, on my perspective, in terms of when, I think it's easier than ever to do it. It's more important than ever to do it. It's the barriers to entry are much lower than ever before. But I would put those three checkpoints on it. I'm like, one, do we know how much money we actually have to spend on this? Yeah. Now, in the last episode that we just had, I mentioned 5 to 10% of your profit margin as a bit of a rule, mm-hmm. as a guideline. Um, I mean, you can go lower than that. There's actually an organization called Pledge 1 or Pledge 1%. Hmm. Um which you can, it's kind of like B1G1, you pledge 1% of the company's revenue, resources, or profit margin. You choose one of the three. 
Um, so either top line, bottom line, or resources in like these are the staff have. We have one percent of our staff's hours are dedicated towards charity. Mm. Um, so they get paid to go volunteer at a charity organization for one percent cool. of their time. Yeah. Right. So pledge one percent is a great organization that some massive organizations are part of. Um, so if five percent, if you're looking at being like, dude, that seems scary. Again, I'm saying five percent, ten percent of your profit margin, not your whole, you know, yeah. top line. But pledge one percent is also a good organization to look out there. So first and foremost, if you don't know your budget for this, it could actually send you backwards. Yeah. I'd get clarity on that first. I would also, as I said, focus on internal impact and, and really giving back. And then I'd make sure that third one, like th- that you actually believe in what you're doing, mm-hmm. that yeah. you give it to him, yeah. that you're not just ticking a box and saying, yeah, we did it. Mm. Um, but once those three are met, I don't think there's actually a barrier to how much revenue you need to be making. Mm. And then you can do this if, you know, if you're, you know, know your profit margin and you are profitable. I mean, if you're making a dollar of profit in the year and you said, I'm going to use 5% of that. So what's that? Five cents. Mm-hmm. That's, let's say that's one US dollar. That's still two days of clean drinking water. I keep coming back to that example because it's one that we're familiar with. <laughs> yes. But that's two days of clean drinking water that you can just give to someone. Yeah. You've still made 95 cents of profit. That five cents goes makes a difference in the world. Happy days. Mm. Right. Um, and again, I think you could even look at, I don't think it's about waiting till end of financial year each year to do this. Yeah. I think this is something that, which is why I like B1G1. Yeah. It's designed around every time someone buys something, something goes out. And that's that thing again, that just looks like a tax. Exactly. <laughs> a tax yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Employees might know the difference again. Yes. Um, and I mean, you could you could argue too, if it's like, well, we're going to do this off profit. I mean, technically and on paper at their end of financial year returns, Amazon has never made a profit which is a whole other conversation. But, uh, yeah, we can't obviously just rely on that. I am curious because, um, again, I'm putting myself in the minds of our listeners. Yeah. Um, and you just touched on the second point of, like, internal. Yeah. On the internal. Yeah. Do you reckon you have, like, a brief idea of what a solid internal would look like? Even just a, a summary of, like, yeah. I know yeah, we, we touched on Yeah, sort of like sub-threads. Yeah, what, what are the sub-threads there? Because some people might not know what that yeah, actually means. Yeah, good point. Good yeah. point. I think one is like clarity around vision, mission, values. Perfect. So your actual direction of the company, yep. your DNA of the company. Yep. Um, so clarity around vision, mission, values, and then actually tracking, measuring, and developing strategies designed to increase workplace well-being and engagement. Yeah. So obviously, it. for example, something we do at BU with a lot of our workplace partners is before we do any form of consulting or action plan, we go, well, you'd never walk into a doctor's office and say, something feels wrong, cut me open, <laughs> let's do surgery. Yes. You'd say, hey, let's do a diagnosis first, yeah. figure out what the issue is, and then do surgery. We're the same. We're like, we're not going to do any form of consulting or keynote speaking or staff development until we know what the issue is. Yeah. So we do a thing called a workplace well-being report. Mm-hmm. We track it all. It's all evidence-based. It gives us the data to go off, and it makes it a clearer picture. Yeah. I'd say... If you're doing something along the lines of that, if you're asking the question, yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good place. Something along the lines of measuring it, and you've got your vision, mission, values set. Yeah, that's your basics. Like that's enough to get the internal culture ready to then start doing some big external change. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for uh, for giving. No, that good question. Very too. quick summary. That's yeah. a good way to do it. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I guess you know if we were to summarize, because we've this series that we've been on for the last three episodes of this podcast have been all around. Social impact, essentially, giving mm-hmm. back, making a difference, using business and workplaces as a vehicle for positive change. And I guess we looked at, yeah, really, why do we do it or should we do it? Yep. How do we do it? And then now's the when. 
and yeah, I think I was, if I was to summarize, it would be, please, please, please let go of the idea that you have to be a certain level of success mm. to start giving back and making a difference. Yeah. Right. You can start pretty well immediately. There's just a few things there that will make it a smoother transition and a bit more effective. And I feel like it's only going to become easier. Yes, as well. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the next step is, you know, it'll start to be even to a point where it's automated, mm. you know, where like you can literally link something up. This isn't the case currently in B1G1, but imagine if it's linked up so it just monitors the number of coffees you sell per day, for example, and goes, yep, cool, yeah. automatically takes it out at the end of the day. Just a button click. There's the donation, done yeah. and dusted. Yeah. Happy days. Um, so, yeah, I think get in before the crowd because that's the other thing as well. Like you spoke about sort of the other incidental benefits of this, right? marketing, branding, Customer acquisition, staff yes. retention, staff engagement. There's yeah. so much that comes so off. So many indirect benefits. I think those benefits are magnified whilst we're the exception to the rule. Mm. Eventually, I would like to see, and I hope there's a day where nearly every workplace does this anyway, and this will become the expectation. Yeah, this will be this will become the standard. Yes. Yeah. Right now it's the 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 standout rather mm. than the standard. <laughs> right. And I think if you want to position yourself as an employer of choice, as a workplace of choice as a product of choice, a service of choice. Yeah, get on the front lines. Being the standout yeah, yeah, and getting in early yep. is is such an effective way to do that. Nice. Yeah, really good. Mm. Is there anything else you'd like to say for this episode? Um, no, I think that covers everything. It's funny. Oh, I'm actually super clear on um, social impact now. I'm so glad we, we covered these like kind of three why, how, and when. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, this was um, – this was a good discussion just for me. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. Yeah. I'm glad. That's good to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, basically, you know, if we were to do a final statement before we go into the outro and then the, the actual final statements of this episode, yeah, I'd say much like Nike says, just do it. And that brings us officially and formally to the end of our little mini-series on this podcast on social impact. Inevitably, we'll talk about impact more throughout the show, but this was really a deep dive and a focused, intensive three episodes on using business as a vehicle for positive change. I personally love that throughout these episodes, Josh, you've repeatedly been (laughs) taken aback and surprised by some of my statements and laughed at them, which I appreciate. But as we always do, what would you say the summary is? I'm ready this time. (laughs) I knew it was coming. Um, <laughs> this episode was actually really cool for me um, because, yeah, at the start I first touched into old old Josh and he was like, when we've made it, we'll give back. And then I touched into current Josh and he was like, right now, we're going we're gonna to make social impact right now. But then the points you brought up around stability, internal like um, culture and – Actually believing it. Believing, yes, thank you. And communicating that why to your employees, yeah. I realized as you as you went through those, like, oh yeah, no, they're so important. Yeah, of Mm. course. If you're if you've got like just business on paper, you know what I mean? You're day one. Of course you're not gonna be doing social impact. There is a little bit of a lag until you'd want to start considering this, but it is nice to ask the question of hey, when can I do this? And keep it in mind for yeah, when you are ready, it's just so easy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and go as early as possible on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, you know, I'd like to close out this episode as we do with all of them. If you've enjoyed this episode and in particular this little mini-series we've done the last three episodes on social impact, we'd love if you share it around. Continue this conversation in your workplace. Share it with work colleagues, with friends. Share it on your LinkedIn. Make sure you tag us. 
and just keep this conversation going. Because as I said in this episode, the world doesn't need 300 big businesses making an impact on the world. It needs 300,000 making little impacts. And we'd love to know if this has prompted something for you to ask good questions in your organization. And like, even if the, the, the conversation didn't go anywhere, if you just spoke to a manager, tell us about it. Tell yeah. us what happened. Yeah, 100%. Which, I know I'm super curious. 100%. Yeah. And so you can get in touch with us by messaging us at grow, that's G-R-O-W, at bucoaching.org. As always, it does mean the world to us too if you like, subscribe, and share the show. We decided last episode when we spoke about B1G1 that for every review that this show gets on Apple Podcasts, we're going to provide a meal to someone in need. We're going to keep that going throughout this whole show, so please go ahead and make sure you do that. And then if you do have any questions or topics, reach out to us. As always, follow the links in the show notes. And we'll be talking to you next week right here on Working Well.